Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's time for the Newsmax Daily from Newsmax, America's fastest-growing cable news channel. Now, now, here's your host, Rob Carson. Here is your host, Rob Carson. Hello. Welcome to the show. We have much to get to today, including Joe Biden's speech last night in front of a uh, few people, very dystopian, very uh, 1984, and uh, absolutely filled with lies, just, just filled with tons and tons and tons of uh, lies and untruths. And, and if there's anything that I could take from uh, the speech last night, a couple of things, uh, you could either have watched in it or stepped in it and had to clean your shoe off. <laughs> Second of all, this president really doesn't like the country. I absolutely believe that 100%. Uh, There is nothing he likes about the country. He is doing Rooseveltian economics from 1936 in response to the Great Depression. And literally, they are using the same verbiage that Roosevelt used to try to sell something that isn't happening in the country. That this is the worst pandemic in the history of the country, that we have the worst economy and blah, 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 and, and bullcrap. B.S. B.S. And they're using it as an excuse, his puppet masters, and I don't believe that, I don't believe that Joe Biden is in charge. They're using him, they're using this sort of rhetoric to drive us inexorably to the left and to ensure that Democrats are in power for good. And that's happening on a bunch of different fronts. That said, last night the president's speech was, as uh, Ted Cruz said, um, it was uh, boring and radical. Here's one of the whoppers he said last night about the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. And I said from the get-go this was being overblown. This was a Democrat attempt at a Reichstag moment. It was. It was. Five people died, four of them by natural causes. One of those people died from a drug overdose. The only person who was murdered was Ashley Babbitt, who was shot by a police officer, a Capitol Police officer who has not been named and not been charged inside the Capitol as she tried to crawl through a window. If that had been a Black Lives Matter protester at a, uh, an Apple store, that guy would be in jail right now. But here he is talking about the insurrection at the White House, which was, by the way, not an insurrection at all. Not an insurrection at all. Insurrections to overthrow the government generally involve firearms, and there were none. There were absolutely none. So, as with everything the president is saying right now, it's nonsense. Conclusion, as we gather here tonight, the image of a violent mob assaulting this capital, desecrating our democracy, remain vivid in all our minds. Causing a couple thousand dollars worth of damage and uh, being able to, by the way... Um, Reopen the Capitol in two hours so everybody could come in and uh, approve the vote. Yeah, yeah, so major insurrection. Lives were put at risk, many of your lives. No, they weren't actually. Not, not one single life was put at risk. Lives were lost. Extraordinary courage was summoned. The insurrection was an existential crisis, a test. It was not an existential crisis. That would mean that your existence ends. Again, another lie of whether our democracy could survive, and it did. But the struggle is far from over. The question of whether our democracy will long endure... It's, it is amazing that the Democrat Party and Joe Biden are screaming that the nation is in crisis. Tell me one thing. Tell me one positive thing that the Democrat Party is saying right now. Tell me one positive thing the Democrat Party is saying about the country, <clears throat> about the future. The president of the United States said we're going to have a long, dark winter. The president of the United States uh, says now we can wear masks, uh, not wear masks outdoors, but then put a bunch of uh, qualifications on that. Everything is terrible. Everybody is racist. The country is absolutely awful. Why do so many black and brown people want to come here? I just want to know. I just want to know. Ridiculous. 
ridiculous on the face of it to call the January 6th insurrection, which was a, uh, a flatulence in the wind of history, the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. As with always, Democrats require people to be ignorant. There are many, many, many children raised without parents because of 9-11. 3,000 people were murdered on 9-11. I'll never forget it. <clears throat> I was in Cincinnati at the time, and I never wept so hard for so long for people I didn't know. It, it, it was soul-crushing for the country. But we all got together the next day on Fountain Square in Cincinnati, and we all prayed, and we all held American flags. My eighth-grade English teacher was uh, Mr. Ballantyne. He was a Pearl Harbor survivor. I think Pearl Harbor was a little bit worse than the January 6th insurrection where a Trump supporter was murdered and four other people died of natural causes. But again, the Democrat Party requires that you be ignorant. Requires that you be ignorant. Bill Maher acknowledged this the other day. He talked about 18 to 34-year-olds and why they believe that we should try communism again because they require people to be ignorant. Here the president is talking about our worst threat being white supremacy, which is, again, flatulence in the breeze. There are very few white supremacists in the country. It is not massive. There are not massive rallies of white supremacists. There are not acts of terrors being committed in names of white supremacy. Give me a break. The threat has evolved way beyond Afghanistan. Those of you in the intelligence committees, the foreign relations committee, defense committees, you know well. We have to remain vigilant against the threats to the United States wherever they come from. We are going to have another 9-11. This kind of thinking to take the eyes off the ball <clears throat> when there are people in other countries who want to kill us and take your property, who want to see the United States go down in flames as well as Israel. When you take your eyes off the ball and you distract for political purposes, you endanger the country. Al-Qaeda and ISIS are in Yemen, Syria, Somalia other places in Africa, in the Middle East, and beyond. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorist. That is a lie. That, that is a, an absolute lie. And again, it's an insult. <laughs> it's an insult to people who went through Jim Crow. It's an insult to the descendants of people who had, had crosses burned on their lawns. Honestly, I just, it, it, is, it is amazing. And this is one that I thought, and I don't think most people are talking about this this morning. Joe Biden has been Washington, D.C. pushing 50 years. He's never really done anything in the private sector. He's never built anything. He's made himself incredibly rich. Incredibly rich. His family and he are incredibly rich. And his son got a, a killer uh, job with a Ukrainian gas company. And, and he also got put in charge of a $1.5 billion hedge fund in China. And, and his dad is the big guy. And... Joe Biden has a couple of nice mansions. He was only making 170 grand as a senator, but he's able to afford all these multi-million dollar mansions. But here is, here is the ultimate insider. And think about this. The Congress is full of swamp dwellers and being led by swamp dwellers. Do you think that the American people voted for a 47-year swamp dweller as the president, uh, an 82-year-old uh, swamp dweller for the Speaker of the House and a close to 80-year-old swamp dweller as the head of the Senate. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. But here Joe Biden is saying that we are the government. <laughs> there could be nothing more, there could be nothing more false than to say that those in Washington, D.C. are us. Our Constitution opens with the words as trite as it sounds, we the people. Well, it's time to remember that we, the people, are the government. Wow. I mean, that is almost terrifying. You and I. Not some force in a distant capital. Oh, no, no. You are a force in a distant capital. That's why the capital is surrounded by 5,000 troops plus fences and razor ribbon. Yeah, we're the people. Not some powerful force that we have no control over. <laughs> again, again, again. Uh, are you kidding me? Are you absolutely kidding me? In an era of uh, mask mandates, church closures, restaurant closures, school closures, unbelievable. It's us. 
It's we the people. You are so far from being we the people. In another era, when our democracy was tested, Franklin Roosevelt reminded us. Uh, there we go. Franklin Roosevelt. And again, we're going back to 90-year-old policy for a crisis that doesn't exist. In America, we do our part. We all do our part. That's all I'm asking. That we do our part, all of us. And by the way, um, most of us had been doing our part. While you were doing deals with foreign governments to enrich yourself. I don't need to be told to do my part. I do my part. I volunteer. I work. I pay my taxes. I'm patriotic. Don't act like nobody in America does their part, sir. If anything, I would say that we do our part much more than you do your part. Oh, and yes, what speech by a Democrat would be complete without saying we've got to tax the rich even though the rich already do pay their fair share? Let's start with what I will not do. Yes. I will not impose any tax increase on people making less than $400,000. Okay, see, that's, that's going to be false because you're trying to uh, come up with all these spending plans, uh, $6 billion in additional spending this year, and the budget hasn't even come up yet. Who's going to pay for it? It's not going to be people making over $100,000. It's, but it's time for corporate America. And the wealthiest 1% of Americans have just begun to pay their fair share. Just there we go. This is, this is such a, a cliche. It's so worn. It's so worn you can see through it. Fair share. Yeah, hate the rich. Soak them. I think Marx also said that. I think Lenin pretty much said that. Sometimes I have arguments with my friends in the Democratic Party. I think you should be able to become a billionaire and a millionaire. But well, you certainly did, and you didn't build anything, create anything, or bring it to market. Hey, your fair share. You're just a bureaucrat. A recent study shows that 55 of the nation's biggest corporations paid zero federal tax last year. Yeah, and they also employed hundreds of thousands of people who paid taxes, and they uh, encouraged a spending and provided a living. Do I think that large corporations should not pay income tax? No, of course not. But at the same time, I'm really tired of big businesses that hire little people being slammed for doing nothing like this. It's, it's just getting, it's getting quite old. Ah, here he is reiterating that... Uh, no constitutional amendments are um, unamendable. Buy a gun, but shouldn't be able to buy a gun. These kinds of reasonable reforms have overwhelming support from the American people, including many gun owners. No, actually, um, the whole gun control thing has lost popularity since 2018. The country supports reform this, and Congress should act. This shouldn't be a red or blue. Over 90% of crimes are committed by people with guns illegally. Issue. And no amendment to the Constitution is absolute. Well, then I guess you could uh, revamp the 13th Amendment and allow some slaves. Right? Or, or you know, with regard to uh, women's suffrage, I, I would assume that we should be able to uh, take away the vote from some women, or maybe all of them, right? Right? <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? And all these things are so easy to shoot down all of these... Claims are so easy to shoot down. But again, Democrats require people to be ignorant. Require people to be ignorant. <laughs> wow. This is a pretty nice piece from Jim Garrity. Biden's trillion dollar train wreck. Spending $1.9 trillion on the American Rescue Plan, commonly described as the pandemic relief bill, got you $1,400. And 91% of it did not go to COVID relief. The $2.3 billion, a trillion dollar American jobs plan, the infrastructure bill, which most of it is not being spent on infrastructure. That's the next plan. We saw massive job growth and innovation in the private sector while Donald Trump was the president before the pandemic. And they did it on their own. The uh, $1.8 trillion American Families Plan, which hasn't uh, gotten a nickname yet, but will probably end up being called the Education Bill because it pledges to provide, at minimum, four years of free education. And by the way, they want your child to go to a government school from age 3 to age 18. The Thrive Act, which would spend uh, or in, I should say, invest $15 trillion over 15 years to create family-sustaining union 
which means Democrat voter, jobs, which is separate from the Green New Deal, which originally called for eliminating 88% of our current energy sources, banning cars, cutting military spending by at least half. The American Jobs Plan also includes $480 billion to boost manufacturing and research and development, which, by the way, the private sector already does. Wow, wow, wow. Roosevelt. Roosevelt. I've said this for years. This is the Democrat plan. It doesn't change. It doesn't change. It's all Franklin Roosevelt. <laughs> now, of course, no speech that, uh, that uh, Joe Biden did would be uh, the same without fumbling and mumbling. Yeah. With regard to Russia, I know it concerns some of you. But I made very clear to Putin. Yeah, because they've got thousands of troops amassed on the Ukrainian border and, uh, and armored vehicles ready to attack. That we're not going to seek ex- 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 excuse me, escalation. Seek excuse me, escalation. Well, thank God he didn't try to go up an escalator. But their actions will have consequences. They turn out to be true, and they turned out to be true. So I responded directly and proportionally yeah. to Russia's interference in our elections and the cyber attacks on our government and our business. Yeah, the Russian collusion thing on the election was, uh, was a false narrative. And, and you know it, too, but you go, you're depending on ignorance. You are depending on ignorance and the, and the, uh, the mass media to feed leftist pablum that is false. Oh, uh, yes. And of course, he talked a whole lot about vaccination and about how important it is to vaccinate you, even though Kamala Harris before the election said, I wouldn't get that vaccine because Donald Trump got the ball rolling on it. Ninety percent of Americans now live within five miles of a vaccination site. Everyone over the age of 16, everyone is now eligible to get vaccinated right now, right away. I was at the grocery store yesterday. Just at a grocery store. And they said, right now we are doing COVID vaccines, no waiting, and no charge. I ended up getting chicken thighs for 88 cents a pound. It was awesome. Go get vaccinated, America. Go and get the vaccination. They're available. And, of course, all the Democrats stand up. Rah, rah, just boom, bah. Here's another uh, little bit from uh, Joe Biden about vaccinations. Parents. Seeing the smiles on the kids' faces for those who are able to go back to school. Here he's gonna he's gonna try and get all sorts of folks in real lady. Because the teachers and school bus drivers and cafeteria workers have been vaccinated. Little ladies in the cafeteria wearing their hair nets and serving up meatloaf. Grandparents. Great grandparents, great great grandparents like me. And the children and grandchildren instead of pressing hands against the window. Yeah, like the boy in the plastic bubble. To say goodbye. To say goodbye. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people didn't get the chance to say goodbye to their relatives because they were restricted by the government from seeing them in nursing homes and hospitals. Means everything. Means everything. Those things mean everything. They mean everything. You know, there's still, you all know it. What? You know it better than any group of Americans. What's that? There's still more work to do to beat this. That you're in mental decline? We can't let our guard down. But tonight. I can say... Again, another thing to be afraid of. You gotta be afraid. You gotta be afraid and ignorant. Afraid and ignorant. That should be a new reality show on the the Discovery Channel. Afraid and ignorant, the Democrat story. (laughs) Tim Scott delivered the uh, the rebuttal speech. I've got a little bit from that I want to share. And everybody's saying, of course, uh, oh yeah, they're moving away from Trump uh, in 2024. It's gonna be Tim Scott. Well, you know, one speech does not a candidacy make... Would Tim Scott be good on a ticket? Sure, why not? Why not? But you can't just say because he did a nice rebuttal last night. And nothing against Tim Scott. I think he's a wonderful person. He's a great uh, He's a great politician. But honestly, let's just, just stop it. Okay, just stop it. Establishment Republicans, every time somebody delivers a good speech or says something uh, intelligent on the Republican side of the political persuasion that, oh yeah, Donald Trump is done. Uh, Tim Scott is definitely the guy. Here is Tim Scott stating the obvious, which of course caused MSNBC and the left to explode. He says, are you ready for this? Gasp, shriek. America isn't racist. Today, kids are being taught that the color of their skin defines them again. And if they look a certain way, they're an oppressor. 
From colleges to corporations to our culture, people are making money and gaining power by pretending we haven't made any progress at all. By doubling down. Absurd on the face of it. Down on the divisions. Ignorant and afraid. We've worked so hard to heal. You know this stuff is wrong. Hear me clearly. America is not a racist country. It's backwards to... How could you possibly say that? ...fight discrimination with different types of discrimination. And it's wrong to try to use our painful past to dishonestly shut down debates in the present. And that's what it really is all about. There was a movement, and I mentioned this, on Facebook. More than a half a billion people joined the walkaway movement, which was people saying goodbye to the Democrat Party. Half a million people... He represents a small portion of those who who found the Democrat Party to be distasteful, negative, and awful. Not everybody who left the Democrat Party had a profile on Walk Away on Facebook, but Facebook blew it up. Facebook blew up the page, took away all the profiles, all of the stories, all of them gone. Gone, gone, gone. Oh, like my Facebook page for my show disappeared on November the 4th of 2020, the day after the election. No excuse, no remedy, gone. The Democrat Party is terrified. There's only one reason why. The Capitol has 5,000 troops around it. Joe Biden is ruling by executive order. And they're trying to ram things like uh, HR1 through. The filibuster, getting rid of the filibuster. Packing the Supreme Court. Because they want to do as much as they can to get to a place in the country the American people don't want us to be. They have to do it against the will of the American people. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Left wing instead of uh, left hand. Here's Ted Cruz with his reaction. And he basically said the same thing. It was uh, boring and uh, and radical. And uh, there was some footage going around of Ted Cruz nodding off. And I can't imagine people nodding off in a warm room uh, with an almost 80-year-old man who tends to fumble and bumble through his speaking, actually losing interest and maybe falling asleep. I don't know. Well, look, I think the speech tonight, uh, you could sum up in three words. Boring, but radical. Uh, the speech by design was was calm and dulcet tones. I, you, you know, I challenge you to remember a single line from the speech. I mean, it, it was monotone. The, the, the chamber was nearly empty. And, and, and that really has characterized the first 100 days of Joe Biden, that, that, that he's tried to say nothing notable. He's tried to tweet nothing notable. I think that made the political decision. Because he doesn't know how to tweet. Decision that, that, <laughs> that many people were, were tired of, of the drama of the previous four years, and they wanted something calm. And so, but Joe is deliberately being boring. But the substance of what he's saying is radical. This is the most radical first hundred days of any president in the history of this country. Even the UK Daily Mail said it this morning. Piers Morgan said that the United States is spinning itself into oblivion on a leftist agenda that will ruin the country. Yeah. Piers Morgan. UK Daily Mail. I know. Crazy, right? Crazy. Crazy. Oh, this is just choice. Sometimes you got to kind of recognize the, uh, the irony of things. Are you ready? Nobody in the media has caught this. Vice President Harris to finally meet with Mexican president to discuss planting trees. In a headline that makes one do a double take, the New York Post article reads VP Harris to meet with Mexican president to talk tree planting citizenship plan. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Abrador has a tree planting proposal he will discuss with Harris next month. Forget the lives of uh, hundreds of thousands of homeless immigrants. The Mexican leader has his initiative planting life, apparently. This according to the New York Post. The initiative would, be, would include planting one billion fruit and timber trees. The proposal that we extend this program to southeastern Mexico and Central America to plant 3 billion more trees and create 1.2 million jobs. No, it's, it's going to create work for 1.2 million people for a little while. It's not jobs. It's just work. Now, here's what the irony is. The Democrat Party is proposing that to keep 
black and brown people or mostly brown people out of the country that we put them to work at landscaping. (laughs) That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. This is Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. The reason why she wants brown people to come into the country so they can do her landscaping and, and make it cheap and, and get her stuff built cheaply. And the Democrat Party and this guy, they're, they're proposing that brown people do landscaping in their home country to stay out of America. It's just wow, wow, wow. I just honestly, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. It's so patently absurd and uh, I, I would venture to say even I don't like to throw around the word racist but I mean come on it's not really racist it's just it's accidentally racist and ignorant <laughs> profoundly ignorant wow Andrew Giuliani who's been on the show a number of times he's an aspiring uh, uh, politician, he's 35 years old, the son of Rudy Giuliani, responded yesterday to the political raid on his father's uh, uh, apartment in New York at 6.30 in the morning, yesterday morning. They raided the apartment, and Andrew claims they did not take any incriminating evidence involving Hunter Biden. What they're trying to do is distract from Hunter Biden and the Ukrainian gas company scandal by saying that his father visited Ukraine in order to dig up dirt on the Biden family. Giuliani's lawyer, uh, Robert Costello, blamed the investigation on Trump derangement syndrome and also uh, accused agents of ignoring Hunter's hard drives during their search. And by the way, the FBI has been sitting on Hunter Biden's hard drive. That's really, really uncomfortable to say. Anybody sitting on his hard drive, I don't even want to know. I got to get that visual. Hold on, mind bleach, mind bleach. Giuliani claimed he obtained the materials from the laptop of Hunter Biden during the 2020 election. He also claimed Biden's son made millions in his work for Burisma. The Bidens, of course, have not been charged with the crime. Hunter Biden is being investigated for his taxes, but it's not going anywhere. Because Joe Biden has a target on Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump. Here is Andrew Giuliani yesterday. Let me just say what I'm going to say first here. We'll go from here. Mind you, I'm speaking as a son and a concerned American. Anybody, any American, whether you're red or blue, should be extremely disturbed by what happened here today, by the continued politicization of the Justice Department. Amen. This is disgusting. This is absolutely absurd. And it's the continued politicization of the Justice Department that we have seen. And it has to... Like getting FISA warrants. Getting FISA warrants to wiretap a candidacy, a transition team, and a presidency for a false narrative, for a false document that was paid for by Hillary Clinton's campaign. If this can happen to the former president's lawyer, I'm talking about the dossier kids. Can happen to any American. Enough is enough. The only piece of evidence that they did not take up there today was the only piece of incriminating evidence that is in there. And it does not belong to my father. It belongs to the current president's son. That's all I have to say. Any questions you can refer to his lawyer. All I will say is this. To all Americans out there, our Justice Department should be independent of politics. The Justice Department, the Congress, the president, they're all corrupt guys. You know that. I said it yesterday. They're all corrupt and you should be afraid of them. Because if they can keep you from going to church and opening your business, they can do anything And when they can sick the IRS on 501c3s like Barack Obama did, conservative 5013c's before an election, (laughs) then they can do anything. It's like a John Clancy novel, but John Clancy's like, son of a gun, I wish I would have thought of that. I could have sold some more books. Unbelievable. Here is uh, uh, on Greg Kelly's show, Chris Salcedo making an appearance about the raid at Rudy Giuliano's apartment. So I want to point out that uh, Biden knew all about Rudy Giuliani and complained about him even during the debates. Take a look at this. This is the same garbage Rudy Giuliani, Trump's henchman. It's the last ditch effort in this desperate campaign to smear me and my family. And the vast majority of the intelligence people have come out and said there's no basis at all. Because they're all corrupt. 
All right. He also mentioned it during the debate. Of course, Rudy Giuliani was uh, uh, basically he had access at least to Hunter Biden's computer. I'm surprised. I mean, people know that <laughs> Biden has it in uh, really doesn't like Rudy Giuliani, Chris. Uh, it's true. He doesn't like Rudy Giuliani. And of course, my understanding is that some of the electronics that were confiscated happened to be that copy of the one of the most evil things that somebody can do is try to convict somebody who is uh, not guilty of something. Donald Trump was impeached twice and there was no evidence supporting either impeachment. That is evil. A Hunter Biden laptop confiscated by a Department of Justice now that is under the direction of, of Mr. Biden. This stinks. This, this sounds like a, and feels like a political hit job. And I, I gotta echo what Steve said. The political- That's because it is. Politicizing of the Department of Justice has been a disgrace. It has been on a downhill trajectory since the Obama administration. Nothing is getting better. And I don't think Americans have a lot of trust that it's fair and impartial. Another reason why there are 5,000 troops surrounding the Capitol. Anymore, because as, as you alluded to off the top there, Greg, uh, uh, Republicans, and conservatives are treated. They're afraid of you and me. Very differently. Right. They want to do everything they can to turn the country irreversibly to the left to keep you from doing anything about it. Uh, under the law, when, when arrest warrants are being issued and when searches happen at 6 o'clock in the morning. However, when Democrats, oh, they, they get fully cooperated with and they don't get taken out of bed. They get to go in and make appointments and all this kind of stuff. And, of course, Hunter Biden walking around free uh, inexplicably, or maybe we do know why. Yeah, we do know why. Because Joe Biden's the president. And because the Justice Department is in the tank for the Democrat Party. And has been forever. Uh, my friend Dan Bongino had uh, the president on yesterday on his podcast. It was a terrific interview. And he talked a little about what's going on in, uh, in Arizona as far as an audit of the voting machines and also of ballots. Because there are a lot of questions about the election. Now, the only place you're going to read about this really is the Gateway Pundit. I've been checking out the Gateway Pundit, and they've been covering the story quite vociferously. Here is the president talking about what's going on in Arizona. You know, I have no question. I personally think that I have no question we won Arizona. We had rallies. We had such enthusiasm. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. Then all of a sudden, we lose. People couldn't believe it. And the same thing in Pennsylvania, same thing in uh, in many states. I mean, we didn't have to win too many more. We almost won this thing uh, with the wrong numbers. But if you look at what happened in Wisconsin, where information's coming out that's incredible. And don't forget the Washington Post, and uh, I guess it was called Washington Post ABC, they came out with a poll the day before that I'm 17 points behind in Wisconsin. Well, actually, I won Wisconsin, all right? But it was close, e even if you took their numbers. So you have media organizations with the fake polls. You've got social media restricting posts, restricting videos, restricting news. And, of course, the Democrat Party machine. What a cabal which are incorrect. We won Wisconsin. They come out and that depresses, you know, it depresses. They don't, they don't vote. It's called suppression. It's depression and suppression. They don't go out and vote. Uh, and despite that, we did so well. And so it's very interesting. They're looking at numerous states and I think you're going to, it's going to be an eye opener, but one that's really moving now is in, uh, and, and it's very interesting to watch Arizona. The Democrats sent, I heard, 103 lawyers to try and stop it. Now, Why now did this, I'm not, and I, I'm, I'm being open-minded here. Why would the Democrat Party send 103 lawyers to Arizona to prevent a recount, a full audit of the votes, of the machines? Why? You know, just, you answer in your little, in your head there. You just do that right there. Because you're not ignorant, by the way. Uh, so, you, you know, you actually might think about it. If the votes Honest, you know, they're doing a forensic, it's called a forensic audit of all the votes. And right. if, it, if the election is honest, they're not going to be sending 103 lawyers. No, open the door. Open the door. Let's show how glorious America is with its, with its completely honest election process. Here's a little bit more of the, uh, the president speaking. You say, what do they have to hide? So just keep your eyes out for Arizona. It's... Uh, it's actually being broadcast live. It's being it's it's live all over the place. They have they have runs of the people working in there, and they're supposed to be great people. So we'll see what happens. But 
I have a feeling I know what's going to happen because I think it was a totally crooked election. I think the whole 2020 election was totally crooked, and many people agree with me. You may be one of them. Many people agree with me, as you know. Well, I covered it on my show yesterday. You know, what? What are they? Why are they so worried about an audit of an yeah. election? I, I don't. Rachel Maddow nearly lost her mind in a segment about this. There's so if, yeah. if it's all on the up and up, then. What are you worried about? What's the problem? They have nothing I to worry about. If, if it's right, on the up right. and up, they should want it because it ends <laughs> right, all this right. stuff. You know, it's hard to govern that's, when half the point. country, much more, thinks yeah. it was a fake election. So uh, it'll be. Yeah, yeah, just think about it. You're on your own. Make up your own mind. It's time now for a segment on the show that uh, I'm just going to call left-leaning Democrats completely trying to cover up reality. Yesterday on CNN... Gloria Borger said that Operation Warp Speed came about because of Biden. Operation Warp Speed was announced last January by Donald Trump before Anthony Fauci thought that this virus was a big deal. This is honestly uh, so, so nakedly uh, dishonest that it, it almost doesn't deserve comment. But here is what she said. What also struck me was that this was not a message that was a Donald Trump message at all. He was not speaking to the base of the party, except in one area where he was refusing to give uh, Joe Biden any credit on COVID-19. He said the tide had... Because Joe Biden didn't do anything but continue the policy of Donald Trump. The only thing Joe Biden did was open some federal sites around the country, I think 21 of them. And it turns out they did very, very little vaccination because nobody wanted to go there because it's like going to the driver's license bureau. Already turned on COVID-19 when um, when Biden became president. And of course, everybody understands that Operation Warp Speed happened under Joe Biden. But getting that. OK, that's um, again, it's a it's a lie, 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 lie. Everybody understands that Operation Warp Speed happened under Joe Biden, but getting vaccines into arms was uh, a Biden operation. No, it wasn't actually. It was all prepared and planned by Donald Trump. If that weren't the case, then the 300 million doses that he had ordered and in the pipeline after developing with Operation Warp Speed, working with the private sector, at least two very effective vaccines, then Donald Trump would have said, hey, you know what? Just leave it on the White House lawn and, and uh, Joe Biden can go ahead and distribute it when he's the president. It was already ready to roll. It was already in place. And the only thing that Joe Biden did was screw it up by announcing big federal vaccination sites that nobody used. Oh, and here's another Democrat uh, claiming, I mean, this is just, this is, this is nothing. Juan Williams was hired by Fox News because they felt sorry for him. Juan Williams doesn't bring ratings to the network. Juan Williams doesn't bring a take to the network that's remotely intellectually digestible. And yesterday, he denied that uh, cities burned in America last summer. To Republicans more aggressively and in language that people understand. I wish there were people on the right who were willing to say, we've got a problem with our extreme right. The people who were saying all those awful things before the January 6th riot at the Capitol. The people who want to put out lies like, oh, yeah, the cities burned last summer. I well, yeah, they, they pretty much did. Did you know that Minneapolis asked for $550 million in federal aid because of all the damage because it was burned? Like, oh, yeah, the cities burned last summer. I think it's important that people. I just I, I don't I don't have words. I don't have words. How can you be that dishonest? I really don't get it. Oh, by the way, did you know that the Lincoln Project was tipped off to the raid in uh, Rudy Giuliani's apartment? The Lincoln Project, the one that was uh, uh, taken down because its founder was uh, had a habit of uh, hitting on and trying to molest uh, college-age uh, men, and, and one minor particularly. Apparently, they knew that something big was coming this Wednesday. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. The country we live in. Kind of crazy. Here's Lindsey Graham on Newsmax yesterday talking about how important this network is to free speech. Shows the double standard of the media. Let's find out what happened if we can with the Iranians and Kerry. But if you left it up to the American media to be fair, it ain't going to happen. Thank God for Newsmax.
Thank you very much. Yeah, Bill, thank you, sir, for that. And we don't call the basket of bias press for nothing on this show. Uh, President Trump, speaking of him. Now, the thing is the difference between us and, say, CNN. CNN claims to be a journalistic enterprise. While we do journalism, we also do opinion journalism. And we're not afraid to show it. I'm not afraid to show you that I am a libertarian-leaning conservative. No, you, you know what you get. You know what you get. But I don't go on the air and say that cities didn't burn and Joe Biden was responsible for Operation Warp Speed. I don't lie. I don't lie. Yes, my conservative narrative is important to uh, the message of my show, but I'm not going to lie. I'm not lying. I don't lie. I'm a terrible liar. Just ask my wife. She's at work and did you, uh, you know, finish the bathroom vanity downstairs? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, just got her done, honey. Thank you. She could tell I'm lying. No, you didn't. You did not go downstairs and put the vanity in like you said you were going to. Okay, whatever. <sighs> Tail between my legs again. Oh, this is uh, kind of uh, off for the subject that Meghan McCain acknowledged yesterday that she's the only conservative on The View. Apparently, she feels like she's the only conservative female in media. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but certainly on The View, which, I mean, wow, insufferable television. Um... I am the token conservative in media, in mainstream media. I'm the only conservative woman in all of media. And the reason why is there, there is a token is because the mainstream media only feels like there needs to be one on a show like this. That, that one person out of five represented means that there's enough conservative media coverage. What I have found interesting working in what I consider liberal media is not the stories that we talk about, but the stories that we don't talk about. I don't know how you, I mean, I really don't know how she does it. I'm not a big fan of Meghan McCain. Occasionally she's lucid. A lot of the time she is not, but I don't know how she does that, goes in there and sits with that group of people every day and endures the abuse that she does. The same thing happened to Elizabeth Hasselbeck. There's been a lot of stories, like, for example, we've never once talked about Hunter Biden as a hot topic on this show, whereas Ivanka Trump or Donald Trump Jr. cough in the wrong direction, and it probably would have taken up the first two blocks. <laughs> so I think it's really interesting. I don't agree with the, the, the stories that Fox said. They should obviously do a correction. I think John Roberts is one of the best reporters out there, hands down, uh, across the board. I disagree, like, vociferously with that, with what you said, Sonny, and I also, you know, it. She used a big word. She used the word vociferously. I, I don't believe I've ever heard her use so many syllables. That's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. By the way, you are listening to the Newsmax Daily. My name is Rob Carson. It's a relatively new show. Uh, in its sixth week, I believe, and already on in 32 countries around the world. If you'd like to download the Newsmax app, please do so on your cellular telephonic device. And then, of course, if you'd like to find out all the platforms where this show is being broadcast, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts, and they're all there. On a very serious note, yesterday, Greg Kelly gave some time to a police killing you're not hearing a lot about. New York Police Department Highway Officer Anastasios Sakos tried to run for his life when he saw a car racing toward him, but he couldn't get out of the way of Jessica Bove's Volkswagen. Beauvais is accused of driving drunk when she hit Sacos with the car around 2 o'clock on Tuesday in the morning. The force of the impact threw his body nearly 200 feet onto a grassy median, and he was blown out of his knee-high police-issued work boots. Sacos' body completely shattered Beauvais' windshield, yet she kept driving and passed multiple exits. She said, I don't know why they stopped me. I did hear a thump. Two hours before she was seen on Facebook live stream vaping and drinking at one point, washed down the contents of a red shot glass with a bottle of Snapple. She also signed off by saying F the police. Here's a little bit from Greg Kelly talking about this story that is not being shared in the mainstream media. The cop killer they won't tell you about. The cop killer they won't tell you about. This is amazing. It's very tragic. It also reveals a lot about the fake conversation that's happening right now in America. Why do you need a weapon to do your job? The f are you afraid of? Because some people really don't give a f Like NWA say about the police. If you're going to kill me, at least I get to take a couple of you with me. Now, I would say this is premeditation. She's not being charged with premeditated anything. But here she is talking about taking out the police getting drunk, and then just a couple hours later, killing a police officer. 
I'm one of those sick people. If I'm going to go, some of y'all is coming. Catch that? Sick people? Yeah, I think she's right there. Something about she's going to take somebody with her. Inciting that vile song uh, about police by NWA. More on that in a little bit. Actually, right now, NWA came out with this horrendously violent song in, night, in the late 80s, and she quotes it as she signs off. I will see you guys next Monday at 6 p.m. back here on Face of Reality Radio, on the Instagram, and on the Facebook. And until then, the police. Now, of course, this is what the Democrat Party narrative is all about. It's about Joe Biden last night saying that we are a racist nation, that trying to assure the vote is proper, is Jim Crow on steroids, also known as Jim Eagle, and to say that uh, police violence against black people is at an epidemic level. All of these things are untrue. And this is the mindset that you breed. Somebody who is so filled with hatred, so filled with attitude that she say something like this unbelievable unbelievable i know it's a lot to digest <laughs> i know there are days where this is a lot to digest but i do have something funny i want to share with you grant stinchfield he he is uh he's a, he's a funny guy i really enjoy uh, watching grant's show and I, i'm sure you do as well he decided to do a piece on what happened to Lou Dobbs. Now, now Lou Dobbs was on uh, Fox Business, and I like Lou Dobbs. I got a chance to meet him a couple times in Washington, D.C. And, uh, and he knew what I do, and I wrote, you know, many years I wrote for Rush Limbaugh, his political comedy, for over 20 years. And Lou Dobbs says, why don't you come write for me? And I said, you know, Lou, I got to tell you, I, I love you, but I'm, I'm only writing material for myself from now on. <laughs> but a really, really good guy and a very highly rated person and somebody who was not towing the uh, Democrat Party line at that organization. And here's a little bit of uh, a little man on the street action, Grant Stinchfield, trying to find Lou Dobbs outside the headquarters of Fox in New York. You know, I'm wondering if you guys can help me. We're looking for Lou Dobbs. He used to work in this building. Do you happen to see him? I promise that I would not give up until we located none other than Lou Dobbs for you. The outpouring of support for one of the most famous TV men of all time was overwhelming. So we're following up on his strange disappearance from Fox News hmm. after he quietly resurfaced for a very brief moment during his appearance from the undisclosed Dick Cheney-like location for the Eric Metaxas show. His interview, though, did reveal some clues. Check this out. Lou actually did the interview from his car. You know, there's an old saying in our business. It's, uh, you know, ownership's uh, candy store. Uh, and, uh, you know, they make the rules. So, you know, there it is. Hmm. There it is. Let hmm. me decode this for you, as I think it will help us in our search for Lou. The candy store he's talking about is clearly Fox here, right? It has to be. But notice, he says they make the rules when they own the candy store. Their candy sales have been down quite a bit, actually, since the election. After they canceled Blue's show. Our candy sales are really high right now. What he's secretly saying here is that they no longer own the candy store. And he's no longer the candy. All right? The shop owner will soon be making his own rules. Maybe Lou Dobbs is the new candy store owner. Huh. Listen. I've got a lot planned. We're getting ready to do some social media, and I can't get into any of it um, uh, for lots of reasons because we wouldn't want to spoil the surprise for anyone. All right. So let's go through some of the facts that we do know okay. about Lou. He's been gone now for almost three months from Fox News. Yeah. He was one of the most popular hosts, if not the most popular host on Fox Business. Mm -hmm. Even CNN called his termination head scratching and he really was a big supporter of donald trump huh especially because he often doubled his lead-in ratings all right that trust me from experience is almost an unheard of feat in tv today here's the fact that could explain it all lou dobbs was and still is a staunch trump supporter yep he's a fighter of president trump and defender of president trump that spelled trouble at fox right so with all of that I figured 
we would dispatch Stinchfield correspondent <laughs> Mike Carter yes. to Fox News headquarters to see if he could find out what happened. It's like that where in the world is Matt Lauer kind of thing, you know. Dobbs. But most of all, we did it because we knew it would annoy Fox, too, and that's kind of fun <laughs> as well. Here's Mike. We're here in the heart of Rockefeller Center, right in front of Fox News Channel, where for the last few months, something mysterious has happened. The disappearance of Fox business host Lou Dobbs. We should put his name on, uh, his, his picture on a milk carton. Particularly confusing since Dobbs was the highest... Maybe like an insure uh, carton, because, you know, he's, a, he's an older gentleman. ...anchor on Fox business. Well, Fox execs aren't talking about this issue, so we hit the streets to talk to real people and ask them, what happened to Lou Dobbs? And we are real news for real people, thank you. Has anyone seen Lou Dobbs? Last seen in this building on February 5th. Lou Dobbs, Fox Business Anchor. You know, I'm wondering if you guys can help me. We're looking for Lou Dobbs. He used to work in this building. Do you happen to see him? No, no. You know where he is? No idea. You guys work here? We do. Yeah, I mean, why did you get rid of him? Oh, that's above our pay grade. <laughs> do you miss uh, this guy on the air? Should he be back on the airwaves? Yeah, I like Lou Dobbs. I'd love to see him. If he was, you know what, he should do an independent thing. I want him back on the air. I want Blue Dobbs on the air, please. I'm a Trump supporter, so I miss him. Why do you think they let him go? He's speaking the truth. He's not doing what they want to do. He's not being their puppet. It's got to be a pretty big deal to, to fire your most popular personality. I mean, there's got to be something going on there. We will see, Mr. Stinchfield. We will see. So shocking footage from last Thursday's 800-meter race at Summit High School in Bend, Oregon shows Maggie Williams barely able to complete the race as she falls limp past the finish line. Do you know why? Because in Oregon, before they changed the policy because of this, uh, track and other athletes had to wear masks on their faces, and she passed out, fell flat on her face. Here is the story of this young woman who changed Oregon mask policy. Maggie Williams just seconds away from setting the summit school record in the 800 meter. A moment of glory overshadowed by this moment of wow. concern. Williams finished in two minutes and eight seconds, collapsing as she crossed the finish line. I felt like I just wasn't being able to get a full breath and multiple times of that happening, not being able to get enough air. It just, I just felt super dizzy and then eventually passed out. Williams blames her lack of oxygen on the mask she's required to wear during competition. Clearly in the past this is so stupid. She's running around a track. She's not near any other athletes required to wear a mask that restricts breathing in a track event. Never happened and then this race that I What we are subjecting this generation to is just beyond just beyond compare. Is wearing a mask, it did happen, which I don't think is a coincidence. Her coach echoing that belief, saying this was not a conditioning issue, it was a mask issue. It was a different response than I've seen for kids that have... She uh, fell fat, flat on her face, guys. She could have been very badly injured. Collapsed to the track just because they were exhausted. She wasn't sure where she was. Turnbull told News Channel 21 he considered not letting his athletes run again with the current guidelines in place. So he and Williams called on the Oregon Health authority to make a change. We were so fortunate this it didn't end up in a, a real serious injury with Maggie, but we shouldn't gamble on the next one. OHA listened, releasing this updated mask mandate Monday afternoon. The guidance will allow people to take off face coverings when competing in non-contact sports outdoors and maintaining at least six feet of distance from others and the other virus protective. Well, points. then that would mean that photo finishes can't help happen because you're like right neck and neck. Calls. Turnbull calling this a win. I feel like we're offering a safe activity for kids now. Williams text. I just, you know, honestly, and I've said this before, guys, I am so masked out at this point. I'm honestly just the absurdity, the absurd changes in the rules that happen every other week. And, and honestly, this is a free country. And I think Americans are just tired of it. One more story. School board Vail, Arizona, scrapped its scheduled meeting Tuesday night and called 911 after a group of furious parents swarmed their study session ahead of time, demanding the panel drop the man mask mandate for their kids. So these cowards who, uh, who spew rules, including mask mandates for children in school to terrify them, they skipped out on the meeting. Let our children breathe! Let our children breathe! Let our children breathe! Oh, wow. And they do not have the right to take this 
away from us. These are our kids. And at times, angry group of parents making their way inside school district headquarters in Vail Tuesday night after a board meeting was canceled. Dump the board! Dump the board! I'm frustrated that my children are being forced to wear a mask every day for you know, seven to eight hours with a very few breaks, like when they get to eat, and it's it's not okay anymore. Pima County Sheriff's deputies called out to try and keep the peace, but their presence only making these parents' voices louder. And they have the audacity to leave when we come here. Oh, wait a minute. It's a bunch of uh, unarmed conservatives. Uh, apparently, that's an insurrection. Maybe the worst since the Civil War. to talk to them. No, this is how democracy works, kids, and they didn't even break any windows or steal any shoes. I have no control over them, but you're not going to be a ruler here. Last week, Governor Ducey lifted the mask done. mandate in Arizona schools while allowing individual districts to do as they see fit. Some argue it's time for the local school board here to make masks optional. These are my rights as a parent, and they don't get to decide how I choose to raise them and what I believe is true and factual. This is where I've said to teachers who refuse to go to work and school boards and union presidents who say that uh, they don't want to go back to work. What you're doing right now, and, and teaching has always been a noble profession, but it is no more noble than running a cash register at Home Depot right now because those people are taking the same risk, supposedly, that you are. And oddly enough, oddly enough, uh, I don't see any body pits out behind Home Depot, Target, Bed Bath and Beyond, which was closed for a while, by the way. Which I mean, you know, suburban America, Bed Bath and Beyond is closed. It's like a major crisis. It's like World War Three. I mean, where's your wife going to go with her yoga pants and her and her and her and her uh, you know Boda bag filled with Chardonnay? I honestly, where's she going to go? Where's she going to go? People are fed up. People are fed up. For lack of a better cliche, I would say there is a storm coming. A storm was coming last year, and uh, that storm ended on November the 4th, but I think people are just kind of tired of it, just kind of tired of it, tired of everything the cancel culture, tired of the uh, government control of everything, and, and most absurdly, how it's impacting our children, and uh, maybe we're seeing a, an awakening here. I hope so. I hope so. I think so. I think so. All right, uh, just a couple more things before I go. <laughs> Listen to this. A furious dad is told uh, how he banned his parents from seeing their nine-month-old uh, granddaughter because apparently when grandma and grandpa were uh, watching the daughter, they decided they'd take her to get her ears pierced at 10 months old, nine months old. The anonymous man took to Reddit. He's 22, explained how he and his fiance had agreed that it was going to uh, be up to their daughter, Talia, when she was older to decide if she wanted to get her ears pierced. Despite his parents insisting it would look cute, he was adamant and says no. Well, they did it without him knowing. I guess this is kind of akin to uh, having your, your male son circumcised without your permission, I guess, for, for lack of a better comparison. Uh, the dad said, I wouldn't be leaving my child with him ever again. Unbelievable. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, and finally, in the latest um, cancel culture Word burning. A list of uh, inappropriate uh, terms for those with disabilities have been released by Leonard Cheshire, adding that the language used is vital. It's a charity apparently set up in 1948 by RAF Group Captain Leonard Cheshire, said that people should say non-disabled rather than able-bodied. You shouldn't say able-bodied. Okay, whatever. They change the words all the time. And I, I, I got to tell you, I, I know some people who have handicaps, and I don't think they, they would be bothered by this. But, you know, there are a lot of people who are always willing to step forward and be offended for other people. Okay? Also, they're saying that you should use the word blind. Blind, it's uh, not acceptable anymore. I've known, actually, in my life, I've, I've known three blind people. It's been very, very interesting. Very interesting. One guy did all my song parodies, some that I did for Rush in Minneapolis. There was another one who's a friend of mine in college, another kid in high school. It's pretty interesting pretty interesting but they you can't say blind anymore apparently so you just you know you never know you just never know. and the thing that bothers me the most is that what was wrong with being offended every once in a while do you want everybody to believe exactly like you do do you do you i don't want to live in that world where everybody agrees with me 
when I was in Washington, D.C. and Minneapolis and Cincinnati, most of my friends were very left of center. We were still able to break bread. Then I became a talk show host. Then I couldn't get shouted down at dinners and be forced to leave because everybody was saying the opposite of what I was and nobody wanted to listen. But when I became a talk show host, then suddenly I got notes like, we're not following you on Facebook anymore and you're no longer welcome in our house. <laughs> I welcome, I, I, you know, I'm open-minded. I'm a conservative, but I'm, uh, I'm open-minded. Liberal used to mean open-minded. It doesn't anymore. It doesn't anymore. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed being here and preparing for it. Again, if you would uh, download the Newsmax app on your cellular telephonic device, that would be absolutely awesome. And then also, of course, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for this podcast and all of the platforms that it is on. So have a great day, guys. Hang in there. God bless you. I will see you and you will hear me <laughs> tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Newsmax Daily with Rob Carson. Check your cable guide or NewsmaxTV.com or watch free on YouTube, Roku, Apple, Pluto, Zumo, Amazon Fire, and your smart TV. Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. Check NewsmaxTV.com for details.